0: At the time of like giving in the applications, I was only 11 or 12 years old. So I was definitely one of the younger groups, uh, one of the younger members in the group. But I just remember thinking that it was it would have been such a good opportunity to learn from the older kids and hopefully put some of my own insight into the group and work together to, to produce something that we could share for others. Welcome to Swim. Rocks, the show that shares ideas information and inspiration to swimming people who stay dry my name is georgia and i am your host for part two of the youth advisories panel swim.rocks takeover today i am joined on the line by isaac wilson henry hughes and nashika sharma but at the moment i am on the line with kayla bentley kayla how are you i'm good thanks georgia how about yourself yeah i'm really good too so i was the host of part
1: one But today i'm going to talk with georgia a little bit more about how the lane ropes to leadership program initially started because we're actually two of the founding members so how did the youth advisory panel come about georgia
0: well the youth advisory panel was first established in 2016 2015 um and was originally a metro only a metropolitan based initiative uh with the primary objective of increasing the participation of swimmers um as it was evident that when teenagers got to around the, the age of 14 to 17, um, there was a trend that they would drop out. So the youth advisory panel was sort of established in order to um, narrow the curve for, for these dropouts. So, yeah.
1: And I um, think um, initially when we started as well, we applied to do the Lane Ops Leadership Program. There was a pool of, I think, around 100 people that applied. And then from there, we narrowed it down to around 50 people and we completed a Toastmasters leadership course as well. So there was four different courses that run in four different areas of the metropolitan. So a Northwest a Northeast, Southwest and Southeast. And we met together every week for about six weeks. And we worked on things like leadership and public speaking as well. So that was the initial thing. And then from there, how did we actually apply for the youth advisory panel, Georgia?
0: Um, well, we had a written application to join the Toastmasters course. But for the actual panel itself we had to submit a video um, which was a very interesting experience because we watched them at the end once they were all submitted and everybody had very different um, ideas for their video. So the video was based around if you had the power to change something in swimming, what would you change? So we had people talk about uh, changing the, the, the nature of coaches in swimming, and we had others talk about increasing open water swimming and beach swimming. And there was just a really diverse range of um, ideas that were presented. So it was really interesting to watch those back once we were all selected.
1: Yeah, and I guess even if we looked back on it now as well, it'd be interesting to see if we have actually applied some of the things that we all spoke about in those videos. Yeah, 100%. We also did a few leadership things as well. So I remember there was a day where we went into the city and we connected with all young people in all different sports across New South Wales. So I think there was gymnastics, rugby league, football, and we all got put into teams and we actually completed an amazing race around Sydney and the harbour. So that was a lot of fun and really built our teamship, um, sorry, team building and leadership (laughs) skills as well.
0: Yeah, I think one of my highlights from that day is earlier early before we did the race, we had a, a couple of um, presenters and like motivational speakers coming and talk to us. And I still remember uh, Olympic diver Matthew Mitchum coming up and talking about how his coming out story. And yeah, I just, I just, that's a really big memory for me.
1: Yeah, I think it really opened up the potential for younger swimmers as well. And I think there was also a couple of entrepreneurs as well those ladies that came to talk to us about how they started their own business and how they developed their business so i think that was really insightful as well so how come you decided
0: to apply for the lane ropes leadership program and the toastmasters course georgia um i think my my main objective or my main purpose in being in, in the in the team was to sort of develop my leadership skills and public speaking skills skills (laughs) because at the time of like giving in the applications I was only 11 or 12 years old so I was definitely one of the younger groups uh one of the younger members in the group but I just remember thinking that it was it would have been such a good opportunity to learn from the older kids and hopefully put some of my own insight into the group and work together to to produce something that we could share for others Mm -hmm.
1: and what about you Taylor? Well, I think for myself, because when I applied for the program, I was 15, almost 16, and I was going into year 11. And it was around that time that a lot of my friends had started dropping out of the sport of swimming. So it got to the point where I was one of the oldest people in my club and there wasn't really anyone else. So I really wanted to make that change so that other people's friends didn't drop out and they still had people to train with and continue on with as well. So so far, that means the youth advisory panel has been running for consecutive four years now. So over this four years, what do you think has been the most successful event we've been able to organise and be a part of?
0: Well, again, I think this will will differ for different participants of the youth advisory panel. But personally, I think the most successful event was the first camp that we organised. This camp was like our first hurrah. um, And to me, it was kind of a reality check that showed that the work that we had actually put in was going towards something and that pe- people could enjoy what we were a part of um yeah so some of the events that we did were kayaking and raft building and we played cahoots for night activities which everyone everyone was thoroughly involved in <laughs> to say the least but to me it just looked like everyone was having a blast and i think it just made a really a really good rep for the youth advisory panel as an establishing camp so yeah and it was clear that
1: The camp had done so well because we, the following year, we then ran those four different camps in the different locations. And each year we've managed to build up the youth advisory panel as well. So we've had new members coming in, and unfortunately, older members leaving due to, you know, work, uni, school, and things like that. But it's always good to get a new perspective, I guess, and have those younger people coming in because. They're obviously around it a lot more, experiencing different things in their clubs and also broadening, not just in the Metro Southwest area, branching out and hopefully we'll be able to encompass the rest of New South Wales as well in years to come.
0: Yeah, I think it's good that we have those further objectives as well for the Youth Advisory Panel because we we don't want to just stay in the one area because there's going to come a point in time where... You know the, the people in like say metro the southwest region are, are not going to be like want to be involved so I think it's good that we're branching out so yeah it's good that we have perspective perspectives for this panel
1: yeah I, I think so too and I think the last thing we what kind of want to talk about there's been a lot of events that have been really successful that we have been able to get going but has there been any events that we maybe could have organised a bit better or we might have not planned so well?
0: Um, well, in the one of the initial ideas for the Youth Advisory Panel was to have like a disco pool movie sort of night. And personally, I think that would, would, that would have been a really good sort of way to get people who were maybe not so interested in swimming but sort of still had their toe in the water a little bit um, to sort of come together and join a big group and just to have fun in the water and not so much worry about having to put on a performance or a show for getting PBs and et cetera. So I think that's something that we definitely could have planned a a bit better. I think at the end of the day, we just, we were more focused on the camp. That was the same year we were running the camp. So I think we've sort of put a lot more effort and time into that camp because it was a weekend thing and it was a big project. But, yeah, I think looking forward, again, we can put more effort and more time into that sort of um, the disco night. I think that'd have some good benefits.
1: Yeah, and I think the whole idea of that was also to have a few races but not so much competitive races, you know, maybe like a noodle race or a kickboard race or a funkiest costume race so that it was a lot more fun but you still were having that slight competitive side as well. So, yeah, hopefully, like you said in – even the next year, depending on restrictions, of course, we can maybe try planning that event again and putting our sole focus onto that and see if now a few years down the track, the demand has changed because obviously young people coming in, like I said, different people, different opinions. So maybe that is the next thing we can organize.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I think it's time that Georgia takes back over and we (laughs) head to Isaac. Thank you, Kayla. We are now gonna head over to Isaac Wilson. Hey, Isaac. (laughs)
2: How are you, Georgia? How are you going?
0: I'm good, thank you. Isaac, how are you?
2: Good, thanks.
0: Why should people be involved in the uh, youth advisory panel?
2: Um, oh, I just think, you know, for me it's been a really good experience over the past two to three years. And, you know, I've been able to develop my skills um, as an individual. Um, and it's really given me those, uh, you know, the qualities that you need for the real world. Um, you know, it's a it's, it's a good break from school, and um, yeah, the and even the people within the panel. It's been all, like you know, it's fantastic to you know bring all our swimming knowledge together and trying to expand and increase participation in the sport. It's a fantastic, fantastic panel.
0: So we've we've heard that you're a bit into uh, technical officiating, and um, what what got you into this, and how long have you been doing? doing it for?
2: Um, well I think I've been officiating for I think nearly five years now. Um that's a long time. Yeah. Um and I think what got me into it, I was just at a local carnival, you know, and they needed some assistance. So I was, you know, I had a long break in between swims and uh yeah, I just got into some timekeeping. Um and you know and then I just progressively moved up the ranks and, you know, I've started to enjoy it and I've got, you know, I've met some really nice people along the way. Um, and, you know, it's it's great fun, you know. You, you learn a lot of things and it's another perspective from the sport, you know, um, and you have great appreciation for the swimmers as well when you're officiating at those high levels. It's fantastic, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So how old are you, Isaac? Uh,
2: I'm 18 now. So yeah. I started when I was... 13 or 14 so oh,
0: yeah wow what what opportunities have has this officiating given you over, over the five years that you have been doing it
2: um funnily enough i've uh, actually featured on two previous uh swim.rock podcasts so uh for uh frequent uh listeners you probably have heard me before but uh if you're a new listener um and you want to know more about me there's uh, other podcasts but uh besides that you know I've been able to go to nationals for uh, officiating at uh, state teams a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I've also been able to meet some really um, high top athletes, um, you know, at, you know, state open and even state age as well. And, you know, I, I can see the progressiveness of each uh, swimmer or, you know, people that I've known for a while jump up through the ranks. Um, but besides that, you know, I've been able to, get some really good uh, life experience out of it, like how to communicate with different people, you know, um, things that are really, really important uh, for young people for when they come out of school and, you know, hit the big world.
0: Yeah, and you can apply those skills anywhere, hey?
2: just Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, would you like to outline some of the benefits that you have received or experienced um, throughout your technical officiating journey?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so as I said before, you know, you build these life experiences up, you know, like I'm much of a minority at the moment, you know, as a young official um, and, you know, I've been able to uh, appreciate the benefits of communicating with um, older people, you know, and it's so important because you never know uh, when you get out into the workforce and uh, different opportunities like that, you know, you'll need to be able to communicate with different people You need to be able to use your initiative and think on your feet and things like that. Um, Yeah. They're only some of the benefits, but as a young technical official, like the list goes on and on, you know, like I've been able to use it for my resume and, you know, things for uni as well um, because like the volunteerism um, within this component of the sport is just, it's fantastic. And I think it's something that, you know, for someone or a young official or a young swimmer out there that, you know, is looking for a new pathway or looking to expand their knowledge on the sport. I think it's a fantastic uh, pathway to go to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. Um, Do you want to explain how the youth advisory panel has actually complemented the process in your, um, in your role and expanding the numbers of youth or young technical officials?
2: Uh, Yeah, sure. So, um, I think I attended the first youth advisory panel, um, a couple of years ago and I was actually a presenter for the camp. Um, and I talked about my experiences, uh, in my, I think two or three year experience. Um, and I think once I then had the opportunity to take a position up on the youth advisory panel after that, uh, after the camp, I I uh, thought it was a great uh, initiative by SUNY New South Wales to start emphasising the role of young technical officials, and um, I've been able to attend uh, other camps as well in the in the past. Um, I think I went to Coffs Harbour and Wagga Wagga as well, um, and you know I I, ha- I haven't heard about the process in. Uh, those areas as such but I know that in my area down in the south coast that we have seen a rise in um, technical officials and it's been fantastic because you know we need young officials to, you know in the future um, and we need you know the new era of officials to come through um, because some people you know won't be around forever and you know it's important that you know we pass down the skills so that the new generation can come up and, you know, officiate as well.
0: Yeah. hundred um, percent. Did you, did you have a main goal for your technical officiating?
2: Um, not really. You know, I just, just put my name up for things because I, you know, I enjoy it. It's a great break from, um, from the pool. You know, I used to be swimmer myself and, um, you know, I just do casual stuff down just by myself um but you know it's a different side to the sport and you know I think once you think of it that way you know you just want to keep doing it so wherever it takes me it takes me and I've got to accept that to be honest
0: yeah 100 percent. just finally just one last question do you have any advice for young swimmers or even adults that are considering officiating and swimming
2: um yeah well i think if you're considering it give it a red or crack because i tell you what it'd be awesome it's a fantastic experience whether or not you know you're just doing it at club level area or country or metro It's, it's a fantastic experience because you never know you might enjoy starting or marshalling or even if your strengths with it you might even like working behind the computer um and making sure that all the results are correct and everything um but honestly, if you've ever considered it, I say, give it a go. See if you like it. And if you like it, keep on doing it. Because I think it's really important that, you know, we start to get younger swimmers or even adults to continue officiating because, you know, meets don't run without officials either. Like, you know, we need, we need a swim meet takes a lot of things into consideration, but officials are very important within the process, um, and so that's you know that's why I think promoting it and expanding uh, the emphasis on youth uh, technical officials is very very important. So yeah, my final advice is to give it a red hot crack if you ever consider it at all.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. What what good advice? Well, thank you, thank you Isaac. Thanks for tuning for tuning in today.
2: No worries. <laughs>
0: And we'll catch you later.
2: Yeah, no worries.
0: (laughs) Now we move on to an issue that many swimmers face, mental health. Many swimmers face the challenge of climbing what seems to be their Everest when it comes to the burden of carrying a suffering. Here is Henry and later Nishika to talk about the work that Yap has done and going to do to take it on.
3: Thank you, Georgia. Mental health is a rotten society, especially in sports like swimming. Whether you are a swimmer or not, you should never face mental health alone. For those of you that are swimmers, what we do at Yap is vital to how we all move together as a united front in swimming.
0: Yeah, that's that's great, Henry. Now over to Nisheka. Um what it what does mental health mean to you? So I believe that
3: mental health
4: forms a really big part of life, let alone in the sport so aware of what whether they be positive is a very big part of keeping your mental health reading a uh, positive outlook even a positive mindset is always the go but it can get really really hard sometimes so any sort of issues or even mental illnesses like anxiety and depression a lot of really common ones it can balance between um, and maintaining a positive well-being so maintaining that is really really important and it, I don't think it's talked talked about enough at the moment, but um, it really does become important because it bleeds into every aspect of your life if your mental health isn't really where it's meant to be or if it's not really positive. Because um, if your mental health or your mental state isn't right, it um, affects your emotions, so you might feel very irritable. I know I get like that when I'm not really feeling too well. Um, it can affect your physical health. So you can have low levels of energy, probably a lot of physical fatigue. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it can also impact your sleep and eating patterns as well. So sometimes I think it's either either extreme, well, either end of the spectrum. So either you'd be um, sleeping, eating a lot, or you'd be really, struggling to sleep and not feeling like eating all that sort of stuff so it's really important to be aware of um and yeah it just really needs to be talked about a lot more especially in relation to the sport
0: yeah 100 percent. any sport okay so back to henry what are yaps aims in order to address these issues and what have they done so far to help out swimmers in new south wales
3: yes georgia Our aim here at YAP is to help set up initiatives and programs for our swimmers and clubs to help address mental health, to help our swimmers feel free and be free. Earlier this year, Swimming New South Wales had combined forces with Reach Out for this matter. And for those of you that are not aware of Reach Out, there are Australia's leading youth mental health organisations. During the duration of lockdown, Reach Out has provided Swimming New South Wales with many great posts and inspiring stories on their social media channel, like Facebook and Instagram, to help swimmers both through and post-lockdown. We are so excited to do many things in the future, providing the current situation calms down, but on our end, we are inspired by many to tackle this once and for all.
0: Yeah, that's that's really phenomenal, Henry. Well done to to you for doing that. Um, so now that we've heard from Henry in terms of his goals of his aspirations with mental health in swimming, um, Nishika, what are your hopes for hopes and goals for uh, mental health in terms of the youth advisory panel?
4: So when I joined the youth advisory panel, my biggest aim was to gain a sense of leadership. Um, So that was mostly going to be through translating discussions from um, youth advisory panel meetings into the club and squad environment. So I think being heard or bringing kids' perspective to the swimming um, environment is really important, especially as kids probably struggle to talk to committee members, parents, even coaches about anything they're going through. Um, And I know that from my own experience as well. I um, feel that kids tend to talk more within the squad than they do to coaches. So I think that's really important, especially mental health wise. That way we can um, open a sort of dialogue for communication so that kids feel more comfortable in um, communicating any sort of um, issues they might be having within the squad and even to people who might be able to do something about it so like adults and as an older member of both the club and the panel I think it just makes it that much more important to stress that someone should be that voice for the kids if they're not willing to um, speak up for themselves so I think um, in that I can gain a role to help advocate for anything that the kids might need any squad members any sort of things like that and then bring that sort of perspective to say, committee members who might not be considering that sort of aspect.
0: Yeah, 100%. I reckon that would really benefit the swimming community. Now, Henry, I understand that you've had your own experience with mental health. So would you like to share how you've overcome your demons?
3: Yes, Georgia. I would definitely share and hope to be a helping hand to others. After dealing with depression, I wanted to close the door on swimming and never look back. I wanted to run away From those demons who hurt me deep down under. But the second before I surrendered my sword, I did look back and realised the demon was weak if I made it weak. So I made it weak, feeble and frail. I overcame them by standing my ground and standing up for myself because I love swimming too much for anyone to take it away from me. So I stand here before you stronger from my experiences and it motivates me to do my very best when it comes to mental health. And I'm very optimistic about all the journeys to our freedom.
0: Yeah, wow, Henry, that's, that's really inspiring. Um, and I'm really glad that you've overcome that. Back to Nishika, uh, have you brought any idea, what, what ideas have you brought to, to the youth advisory panel and taken back to your club?
4: Um, so I know from a lot of the discussions that we had, um, during panel meetings, um, some really cool ideas, especially in relation to mental health were brought up. So I know that my squad has already taken on swim league and they're probably going to consider taking on take your marks as well, but, um, we're pretty proactive as a club, but haven't really pushed for any sort of mental health initiatives. So I guess, um, I've been planning to have a meeting with my coach on that sort of mental health push and, um, help both the young, to help both the older and younger swimmers communicate a little bit better. So um, this push for mental health awareness is really necessary. So I believe if we maybe educate um, the kids from a young age so that they grow up with that sort of um, comfort and ability to speak out if they need help or just to know that there is a support system in place for them, um, that would be really good. So I think, anything like a buddy system to a yarn circle, um, all ideas from which um, I've gained from panel meetings um, could be proposed. And I think any club out there could really consider any of these sorts of ideas just to make um, it known that there is a sort of support system if swimmers need
0: it. Yeah, yeah, once again, I think that's something else that would really benefit the atmosphere of swimming. Well, thank you very much, Nishika, for coming along um were there any last words that you wanted to make before you say goodbye
4: (laughs) um i just want to thank um you for interviewing us um and thank lachlan for having us here um if anyone ever needs anything in relation to mental health there are always support services there are always important people in your life or just anyone i guess you might find um help in the most random places but um There's always gonna be some sort of support system behind you and if you ever need to reach out, then definitely do so.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Nashika, it's been a pleasure. Any last words from Henry for those who are listening and want to learn more about mental health?
3: Georgia, there are a thousand words I want to say to all of those who are listening in that are learning more about mental health or are a warrior that survived it. If you or anyone you know that has experienced a mental health problem, please do not hesitate to call Lifeline on 13 11 14. I will repeat that again one more time for you. Please do not hesitate to call Lifeline on 13 11 14. I want to leave everyone inspired with a quote from Robert McNamara. Brains like heart go where they feel appreciated. Our mission at Yap is to make swimming a place where we all feel appreciated from all walks of life. We go through emotional roller coasters of getting a PB and not achieving certain goals. But if we can unite together as a community, we can truly show the sporting world how we do things in swimming.
0: Yeah, that's a really powerful message, Henry. Thank you for sharing that. I just wanted to give one last thank you to Isaac, Nishika and Henry for joining us today and for you guys for listening in. Uh, This show wouldn't be much without you guys. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening in today. I hope you have enjoyed our podcast.
2: To listen to more of our podcasts, head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify
3: or share it with friends, family, or someone who may enjoy the podcast. This
4: has been the Youth Advisory Panel's Swim.rocks takeover. Hope you enjoyed it.